discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Shall we pray? Father, we are grateful. We are thankful for this morning. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your grace that is working in our lives. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that your Holy Spirit grants us great grace, great understanding in your word. Thank you, Father, for increase for all of us on every sphere of our lives, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, so for some time now, I've been talking about the vocabulary of salvation, isn't it? The technologies that accompany our salvation. Hallelujah. And I've mentioned so many things already. What, what are some of the things I've mentioned? Can you help me with a short recap? So that I know if we're taking notes or you're not. So tell me some, some of the things you've heard so far. Origination. We began from origination. Isn't it? And we spoke about how that our salvation was not authored as a mitigation plan or as a contingency plan of God. When Adam said, God was like, hey, Michael, what are we going to do? Let's send somebody to go and die for them. No. If you read the Bible, you realize that Christ was crucified before the foundation of the earth. Okay? Before everything began. Hallelujah. So we read something in, a, in Acts chapter 2 where Peter was talking to the Jews and he says, Christ was delivered by the determinate counsel of God. It's, it was way before everything began. Okay? So that was where our salvation began from. And I talk about the counsel of God's will. I talk about what else? The decree of God. We spoke about foreknowledge. We spoke about predestination. We spoke about foreordination. We spoke about election. What else? Reconciliation was just last week. Yeah, so we spoke about reconciliation. We spoke about righteousness. We spoke about redemption. What else? Propitiation. All kinds of shins, isn't it? <laughs> the shin family. Propitiation, reconciliation, a lot of things. You know, and all these things are very important. If you don't understand all these things, you read your Bible and you realize that you can't understand what is going on. You are bereft of a lot of information. And this is the year of the word, isn't it? Yeah, so we have to get to know the foundations. If you get the foundations right, then you can build as you're supposed to. You can have an understanding of the scriptures. Okay? It's very important to have an understanding. It's, it's not good for you, not to, as a child of God, not to have any understanding, you know, of the scriptures. It's very bad. What do you think? It's very, very bad. I mean, that you, should, you, should, you should not be happy that you don't understand some things in the scriptures. You should not be happy that you don't have a certain foundation. You should not be happy. You should want to get to know what it is that you believe. Because you may not know what you believe. And you may not believe what you think you believe. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. You have to, you have to allow the knowledge of God. You must, you must learn to read your Bible. And you must learn to understand what's going on in there. Okay? It's religion when you just read a bunch of scriptures every day without having any understanding of what you're reading. I mean, it's not, I think it's a very bad thing. 
if you say you're a doctor, a medical doctor, and you can't uh, prescribe medicines for people, are you a doctor? If I come and I say, I'm feeling feverish, I sweat at night, uh, my wee-wee is becoming almost red. It's moving from the, it's so brownish, it's almost becoming brownish red. And I'm saying all these things to you, and you can't tell me what's wrong with me. And you give me, what can you give me? You give me vitamins. <laughs> I mean, what kind of a doctor? You give me vitamin C to go, and, to go and take. What kind of a doctor are you? Or what do you think? You're a very bad doctor. We have to kill you, actually. Because you are, you are killing a lot of people. You are a killer. You are not a, you are not a savior. You are a killer. And we have to do something about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say you're a lawyer. I'm in trouble. And I've come to you to defend me. We get to the court. And you are questioning me rather. You are against me. Your questions are putting me in trouble. What kind of a lawyer are you? What do you think I'll do to you after the, the court hearing? I'll shoot you and shoot myself. Hey. So you can't say you were a Christian. Okay? And not understand anything. Not know what you are. Who you, what you, who you are. What you have. What you can do. I mean, where you are going. Where you came from. And it's, it's very interesting if... if you are bereft of such information. What do you think about what I'm saying? Just imagine if you met a young man on the road and he proposes to you. Baby, I love you. Your hairstyle is what is killing me. In fact, your dress and your bag is what is killing me. I love you. With all of my heart. Then you ask him, what's your name? Then he says, what's his name? <laughs> How old are you? What is that? Where do you come from? Is there anything like that in the world? What do you think you would do to the person? This is a ghost. There's something wrong with this person. The love cannot work. Oh? So that's how it is when you're a Christian and you can't, you can't understand anything. You see, define righteousness. Not, uh, not academic definition. I'm talking about real <laughs> experiential knowledge. Not academic definition, no. Like righteousness is this, this, this. No. Like you have real understanding concerning it. And you, you, it's your life. You can live it. Do you understand? Uh-huh. That's why I'm trying to share these things with you. Okay? And the last time we spoke about reconciliation, how that God is actually not angry with all of humanity. God is not angry at all. The things that Jesus did eh, what Jesus did on the cross is so big and so huge that it will take eternity to understand everything that he did. Have you heard the song before? Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. Oh, you have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. You are the risen King. Seated in majesty, you are the risen king. He won the victory. He won it all. Not some. All. Charlie, brother, your life is so secure. One of the last things I'm going to talk about is the security of salvation. And the assurance of salvation. Probably in the next two weeks. Security and assurance. We are so secured. But a lot of Christians who think that they will go to hell. Right now as we are sitting here. There are some people who think that they are going to go to hell because of one thing or the other. 
and the devil has used that to stabilize your life. <laughs> he has cornered you. How do you say that in English? How do you say that in English? The devil has shocked you. A chuckle in some one corner. You can't do anything. You can't. Like, your thoughts concerning yourself are so bad. Let me show you a script. John chapter 10, verse 27. Look at John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. This is Jesus talking. Since my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Jesus didn't want, he never spoke with ambiguity in his speech. Maybe they follow me. Maybe they hear my voice. Maybe they are my sheep. Hey, if there were maybes with Jesus, we are in trouble. As die on the cross. Father, forgive them. Maybe you will forgive them. <laughs> Try, let's see whether it will work. As for these people who are crucified, they are not part. <laughs> Jesus never spoke with that kind of, you know, space around his speech. He was very emphatic, very, this is it. This is it. Yeah. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Take it or leave it. Absolute statements. No, no sense of uncertainty. No sense of, you know, like I can talk and you're like, oh, we don't really know how it's going to be. Jesus spoke pain, pain. What's in the pain, pain? How do you say that in English? How do you say that in English? Point, 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 point. Very, very. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Are you the sheep of God? Yeah. He says, you hear my voice. So never come, back, come and say, I've been praying, I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord. You are lying, you are hearing it. Just like you don't like what you are hearing. There are three basic uh, responses to prayer. Number one, yes. Number two, no. Number three, Silence. And silence normally means wait. Uh, so when you are not hearing anything, it means brother, sister, relax. It's an answer. But you don't like that one. I'm praying, but I'm not really hearing anything. Eh, it's part of the answer. What do you think about what I'm saying? You, are now, you realize I know things. Eh? I know. They follow me. Next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life. Do you have eternal life? How did you get eternal life? By virtue of the new birth, isn't it? For God so loved the world, that is why he gave his son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have. The result of believing in Jesus is having eternal life. So eternal life is not something you are going to get in the sweet by and by. No, eternal life is a gift from God. It's, it's the life of God that passes over to us. Okay? It says, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Let's read the amplified, amplified with this particular verse. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. Do you see what is written there? They shall never, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it. This is called security of salvation. They shall never lose it. So there's nothing you can do that will cause you to lose it. The only thing that will cause you to lose it is if you decide that you don't like it again. That's all. And that one is you. You, have, you will decide that I don't want to be with Jesus anymore. I renounce what I believed. I don't like Jesus anymore. That one, he says it is impossible to bring you, to reinstate you. That one is different. But there's nothing you can do. There's no... There's nothing you can do. Hallelujah. Do you like it or you don't like it? Or you like, you, you like, you want me to say that you go to hell. Is that what you want? Sometimes you wonder what is wrong with church people. Like you only want to hear bad things. Bad things. Jesus is coming tomorrow. You are not going some. Left behind. Look at your face. You want to be left behind. He says, they shall never lose it or perish throughout. They shall never perish throughout the ages. To all eternity. They shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. No one. He's more powerful than anybody. He created the heavens and the earth. Including Satan and everybody. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So Jesus did so much. Your life is secured. Your prosperity is secured. Your health is secured. Your future is secured. Yeah. And you, you see, you have to, what you believe is what you get. The Bible says a man thinks and is that so is he. Okay? What you are thinking and how you are, what you believe is what happens around you. If you believe that you have a beautiful future, that's how your future is going to be. Yeah. It depends on you, actually. If you believe that you have a bad future, that's exactly what is going to happen to you. The Bible says, we all have the same spirit of faith as it is written, I have believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So you just speak what God has said about you. I'll never go down in my life. Because the Bible says that the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. The perfect day is the day that Jesus comes. In other words, before Jesus comes, my life is just going to get better and better. My life is like this upward and forwards movement only. That's how my life is. And you have to believe it. If you don't believe it, you will not confess it. And if you don't confess it, it will never happen in your life. You'll never enjoy it. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat of the fruit thereof. So what your mouth is saying is what you enjoy in your life. If your mouth is saying, men are very wicked. I don't know if I'll ever get a good husband. Sister, that's exactly what is coming to you. It's coming like this. One guy will meet you, be smiling to you. I love you. <laughs> and then you say, yes, I'll marry you. Then you marry. Six months into the marriage, what you confessed will just show up like that. He will just change like this. You will change and say, hey, my dad, I deceived you. You will change. Matrico. And you will be exactly what you were confessing sometime that men are wicked. He will let you know that men are wicked. Yeah. It's amazing. So don't, don't say that. Say men are not wicked. Men are wonderful. Men are gracious. Men are wonderful. And I will have the best of husbands who will treat me very well. Like the queen I am. He opened the door for me. I just opened the door for my wife for us to come. We've been married for seven years. I still open the door. I can hold bag. I'll complain so, but I'll hold, I'll hold the bag. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because no matter the bag is too heavy. That's basically it. Yeah. And you do nice things. I mean, say side. That is what you get. What you're saying is what you get. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus did too many beautiful things for us. And we must believe in what he, he did. And just enjoy what he did. So we've been born unto enjoyment. Have you read John 10.10 10 before? How many of you have read John 10.10 10 before in your life? It's not Jesus' wept. Hold on. Let's read it. Can you read this to me? One, two, go. I am come. And that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus says that I am come. The reason why I came into this life is so that you might have life. And so that you might have it to the full. Why don't you want to have a life to the full? Enjoyable life. Let's read the Amplified, okay? The Amplified says, I came that they may have and enjoy life. Hey! Enjoy. Like some people, some Christians don't like enjoyment. The few Christianity is always like I'm going through the desert. You are, you are always going through the desert. Only there, only desert life. Desert Christian. John the Baptist type of life. Listen, Jesus said that in this life you shall have many troubles. It's a, it's, that is how life is. Life is full of troubles. Naturally, even Jesus confirmed it. The natural normal life. That's in uh, John chapter 16, 33, right? John 16, 33. Let's look at it. Today I'm sharing on regeneration. Regeneration. These things have I spoken unto you that in me he might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. 
says, I've said these words to you. The words I've said to you is so that you have peace. The only source of peace is his words. That's the only thing that will bring you joy, bring you excitement, bring you peace, make you just enjoy life. Apart from you, there's nobody else says things that makes you enjoy life. Have you noticed that you do good things for people and they don't even see it? Why you do one small bad thing? Have you seen it? One, one lady who sings for a certain pastor says something. Because she'll sing beautifully, but the pastor will not say anything. That she sang beautifully. Not on the pulpit, not even personally. Never. But when she bombs the song, the day she, you know, bombing song, uh-huh, like she bent, was shinyun, bent offering. The day she bends it, that is the, that is the only time that the pastor remembers that she sings. You just blast. So the natural inclination is to blast. I don't know if you know that type of life. Uh, sometimes you can have a father or a mother who, nat- the natural inclination is blasting. Yeah, when you do something nice, nobody sees it. It's like, a nice is part, let's continue. <laughs> but when you make him say, hey, papa, pascal, papa, pascal, papa, papa, hey. And the lady said to the pastor, you never commend me when I do something good. You're always blasting me. I'm leaving. And she left. Yeah, because, I mean, that's how life is. Everybody around. I mean, you, you, you find very few people in this world who commend you and say nice things to you. See how beautiful you are. That's why when someone says, you are beautiful now, you're, you're, you realize that as a lady, your life, your life just changes. Everything just like, like you don't, you don't hear it much. So when you hear it, well, hey, eh, you like me. I like you. <laughs> let's do this. Yes, let's do this. Jesus' words are there to bring us. He says, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me, in me, in Christ, you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, ellipses, precious, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome. He didn't say, I tried. In some, some aspects of life, you, you overcome. He says that tribulation will come, but she have, I have overcome the world. So how do you overcome? That's what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Meaning that the world, the world presents challenges. That's how the world is. Okay? What do you think about what I'm saying? Have you been challenged since you were born? In one area or the other? Have you ever wanted to do something and the thing is not happening? It has happened to you before. Yeah, your school fees is not coming, or your business, the business that we want to do, the thing is not really working. Life, that's, that's life. That's the world. It presents you with challenges. But the means of overcoming has been given to us. We have the key to overcoming. You have the key. That's, that's, it says, For whatsoever is born of God, I born of God, whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh. This is what. Delivers into your hands the victory that you need. This is the victory that overcometh God, even our faith. And what is faith? Faith is believing in what God has done through Christ and confessing it with your mouth. As simple as that. I see what I'm talking about. So believe. Yeah. That I will never perish. I will never perish. My life will never get worse. If you see me three years from now, I'll be better, smarter, wiser, more glorious than I am today. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my life. That's my life. I don't have apologies for that. That's my life. I'll be richer than I am today. Three years from now, I'll be signing bigger checks than I do today. Yeah, bigger checks. My children will grow in wisdom. No child of mine will become a stubborn boy or girl. Area Asanka, my daughter, Area Asanka. Never. Do you know Area Asanka? See, I'm blessed. So Jesus, did, he did all these things so that you might have an enjoyable life. He's a righteousness so that you will not have to worry in life. I mean, that's why it's called the gospel. It's called good news. Too good to be true news. That's the gospel. Too good to be 
true news. It's too good to be true. Are you sure about what you're saying? Is it true? Yeah, it's true. God is not in the gear of condemnation. He's not in the in the arena of hatred. He doesn't hate you. God does not hate you. At all. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. No condemnation. Do you believe it? God is not condemning you. He says, who is he that condemned? Who is he that is trying to condemn you? Yeah, it is Christ that died. Hmm? Romans 8, 32. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who come against us? He that spread not his son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who? It is God that justified. Yea, rather. Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died. Who is he that, who can condemn? So when the devil is trying to condemn you for something you did, and you, you realize you do things. Have you realized you do things? You realize? Yeah. Plenty things. It's a sign of uh, babyhood. When was the last time you fell? You fell down. Anybody? Akin, when was the last time you fell down? You can't remember. Are you sure? You can't remember. When was the last time you fell down? Anybody? You fell down during the week. During the week. You don't remember. When was the last time Kweku fell down, my son? Right now, just a few minutes ago, he fell down. So you fall because you are not growing. Right? It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. If a child does not fall, there's something wrong with a child. But if an adult falls, there's something wrong with the adult. If an adult is just moving and then he just, he falls down. And then he falls. That person is drunk. There's something wrong with you. Isn't it? It's not normal for an adult to fall. That is why when you read in 1 John 2 verse 1. Look at 1 John 2 verse 1. I'm saying so many things. Is it powerful? My little children. Say my little children. My little children. These things write I unto you that ye sin not. However, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins, eh? and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man, if, it's conditional, if any man sin, we have an advocate. There is the little children who keep falling. One of the last, is it the last verse of the last chapter of 1 John? He says, keep yourselves from idols. I think so. My little children, keep yourselves from idols. Because little children, you can have a, some who is born again, but is into idols. Have you seen some people? Oh, the band that someone is using as the faith, the water, the cocoa, and all. That, that Jesus, God is not in that. They will say that, oh, the cocoa is the one that did this for me. The sticker did, did, did that for me. Yeah, it's the last verse of the last chapter, right? First John 5, 21. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Because the children of God, little children, can get themselves involved with idols. They are, they are born again. No? They are born again. But also the sticker is what saved me. The, the calendar is what saved me. The wire, the uh, blue black one, is the one that saved. Eyes are bright. So this is the end in the Bible. Keep your social from idols. Hallelujah. So I'm going to enjoy my life. Tell me, I'm going to enjoy my life. Hallelujah. And I'm going to help others enjoy their life. Yeah, that is why I preach the gospel. That's why I preach. I preach because I want to help you get to know what Jesus has done so that you can enjoy your life. Yeah, because what people call enjoyment is actually not enjoyment. The boozing is not enjoyment. You boost. One of, we went somewhere recently and uh, some two guys we, um, went out you know, to a club and they, one of them knew how to booze. 
The other, they don't know how to boost. But he wanted to be a wannabe. So he also started drinking some things. He vomited ah, on every, his clothes everywhere. Ooh. Is that enjoyment? It's not enjoyment. What is booze? Booze that to destroy your liver. Smoking, smoking is enjoyment. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes out of your nose. It's enjoyment, like, I'm really enjoying. Shisha. That's enjoyment. There's something wrong with your brain. You don't know. <laughs> Having sex with multiple people. Your vagina is stretching like from here to Konongo. Different sizes are coming in. Don't behave like you, 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 you are. That's enjoyment. I know things. I know. I'm aware. There's something wrong with you. That's all. All those things lead to something. You were, it's like a semi enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then something will happen to you. HIV will come. Then you will die at age 30. Is that enjoyment? Real enjoyment is living long, healthy, you know, without regret, blessed, and blessing many people. Yeah, many people, when they, when they mention him, oh, that's what that man, Psst. when I'm sitting on him, I'll start up. But it's sorry. Your life should not be a life that made someone regret meeting you. Like when the person thinks about you, I don't want to think about this person. Yeah, look at the number of hearts you have broken. Is that enjoyment? No. One guy has, had, had to run to me. Pastor, please pray for me. The lady I was with before is cursing me. Because of the way he left the lady, the lady is cursed. And I said, hey, whatever she's saying will happen to you. Yeah, I wanted to threaten him small before I pray for him. Is it a nice thing to do? Or is that a nice thing? Yeah, I just. Yeah. The lady was cursing. Cursing. Hey! Why should you get yourself involved in such things? When Jesus said, I've come to give you life, to enjoy, beautiful life, full of enjoyment. I like what Jesus gives. Because it's, it's safer, it's nicer, it's more enjoyable. So you don't have to think about whether you've missed your period or not. Maybe you've not done anything. Do you have to think about whether your period, you've missed your period or not? Or it will come. If it doesn't come, even if it doesn't come, you are not thinking about pregnancy. You are not married. You, you know that maybe there's something. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Yeah, you are not thinking about whether something has happened. You are, you are free. You are free. If you're a guy and you see some small saw on your penis, hey, This one, this one, what is it? Is it? I go see how this one. Who did I pick it from? I mean, you are worrying unnecessarily. Your man is worrying you. Oh! But if you have not done anything, you sit on it. You're like, oh, this one to go in some few days. And amazingly, some few days it goes away. Whilst well, the other guy is running, making, doing tests. Doctor, is this syphilis uh, or this one or what? Which one? What? You, you start googling. Google. I have come to give you life that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Nice life. A beautiful life. Yeah. Enjoyment. Enjoyment. Nice life. Peaceful life. Peaceful. Oh, you don't like peace. You like peace. Have you, have you, has sleep ever eluded you before? Like you want to sleep and the sleep is not coming. I saw someone status at 2 a.m. Sleep, where are you? <laughs> she was looking for sleep. Yeah, because of something, something is not letting you sleep. 
Some of us sleep before we get to the bed. By the time we fall on the bed, we are gone. There's nothing to think about. There's nothing to worry about. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of Je- you will not start something that will not let you sleep. You know, sometimes you are, you, you are starting something, you know that this one, problems will come. But then you start it anyway. Let's just enjoy. After three months, three weeks, something, then the problem starts coming. Yeah. It's not worth it. I will enjoy the life that God has given me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Wow. Say regeneration. Let's read Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Regeneration. There's also a word in the Bible. You see the lot. The Bible. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. Okay, let's read from verse 3 so that it makes more sense. Okay. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Were you foolish? You are in the Bible. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures. This is what I was talking about. Serving diverse lusts. You, you are serving. You think you enjoy. You are a servant. You don't know. We are boy, boy. Who knew? Living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. This was how our lives were before. Next verse. But after the kindness and love of God, our Savior taught, man appeared. After that appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Say he saved us. According to his mercy. How did he save us? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. By the washing of regeneration. So I'm, I'm talking about regeneration. Regen- say regeneration. So what does it mean? Regeneration is from the word, the Greek word, palingenesia. It's a Greek, it's a Greek word. It's a word, it's a word. P-A-L-I-J P-A-L-I-J Another J <laughs> P-A-L-I-J Another J Do you understand? Double J E-N E-N E-S-I-A P-A-L-I-J-J-E-N-E-S-I-A. Palingenesia. Palingenesia. It's from two words. Paling and then genesia. Okay? Genesia is the word genesis or origin. Okay? Uh-huh. And paling is the word source. Okay? Hallelujah. Palingenesia. And it means remaking. Remaking. It means remaking, remodeling. Remaking, remodeling, reconstruction, refashioning. A lot of reefs. Remaking, remodeling, reconstruction, refashioning. Okay? Refashioning. Hallelujah. Please you understand. So that's basically what regeneration is. Now, regeneration is um, slightly different from born again. If you read in John chapter 3, from verse 3, you see Jesus talking about the born again experience. Let's look at it. With um, this guy called Nicodemus. You know, the guy called Nico. Nicodemus. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Look at the next verse. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born, born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Then Jesus answered unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So the born again experience is for the spirit of man. Okay? Born again is just for the spirit of man, which is very important. 
that is when someone gives their life to Christ. I went for a crusade last week or last two weeks. And a lot of people gave their lives to Christ in that crusade. Thousands of people. But they didn't change when they gave their lives to Christ. All those who were wearing long dresses were still wearing the long dress after the born-again experience. Those who were fair were still fair. Those who were dark did not change to become fair. Those who were short did not become tall. If it was like that, I would be born again so many times. The born-again experience does not change your physical structure. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't at all. It changes your spirit. Yeah, so in First Peter chapter 1, verse, verse uh, 23, right? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that lives and abides forever. It's for our spirits. Okay? It's for our spirits. But regeneration is a more broader word. So even though your spirit is saved, your soul is not saved. Neither is your body saved. Isn't it? Huh. So regeneration is the salvation of the spirit, the soul, and the body. Huh. Regeneration is a term for all of your, the complete salvation that you have, including the salvation of this earth, even. I hope you understand. So born again is included in regeneration. Born again is a small part of regeneration. Huh. The born again experience is a term for the renewing of the spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are becoming new. He's talking about the spirit of that man. Okay? But the soul of the man is not saved. So if you read in James chapter 1, verse, verse 20, 21 and 22, look at it. James chapter 1, verse 20. Okay, it's okay. 21 is okay. It says, wherefore laying apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So he lets you know that the word of God is what to save your soul. Are you saying it? Uh-huh. But the spirit of the man is already saved. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. The Holy Spirit is living inside our spirits. Okay? Our spirit man is okay. He's fine. But our souls need to be saved. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So your body is not saved. So he says, present your body a living sacrifice. Your body can lead you into trouble. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because your mind is also not saved. Your mind needs to be renewed. How? Through the word of God. I hope you understand. So your spirit man is okay, but your soul is not okay. Your soul is being saved. That's why we keep coming to church. The reason why we keep going to church is because of the salvation of the soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So actually, regeneration, okay, is the influence of the life of God from the spirit of a man through the soul of the man through the body of the man to the world of the man. Please, you understand? It's the influence. Regeneration, you can say regeneration is the influence or the communication of the life of God. It's the influence or communication of the life of God into a man's spirit soul and body. Okay? So, it's a much more, very bigger word. Very, very big word. So, if you read in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, let's look at First Peter 2, 9. You understand what I'm saying? Even some more. So, regeneration is actually a process that is, it has happened, and is happening, and will happen. Are you getting it? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. It says, you are a chosen generation. Say, I'm a chosen generation. Say it again, I'm a chosen generation. You are chosen. Say, I'm chosen. You are chosen. Isn't it a blessing to be chosen? It's a blessing to be chosen. To be chosen means to be chosen out of something. That was, you had plenty of things, and then you were picked out. Isn't it? There were other options, and then you were picked out. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him. Hmm? Ephesians 1 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So our choosing was before the foundation of the world. Isn't it beautiful? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's our destination. God has chosen us to stand before him holy and without blame. On the last day, at the end of everything, you will stand before him holy and without blame in love. No matter how your life is now. The end. So Paul said, I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you 
will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And he will perform it. He will perfect it. That's how it's going to be. You may be a seed now. Seeing a mango tree. You're a mango seed. You're seeing a mango seed. You're wondering when you're going to be like a mango tree. When am I going to be like this tree? But it will happen. That's God's plan. Eventually, eventually, you will become the tree. No matter how some way it looks, like it's happening, it's not happening. That's how you're going to end up. Okay? Hallelujah. Do you like such things? Yeah. So, since but we are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that is, is that you should show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's read the Amplified of this verse and then see, okay? But we are chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people. I like that. God's own purchased special people. I'm purchased. I'm special. Wow. That you may set forth. He says he did all that so that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I see. This is the summary of regeneration. He chose you so that you may show forth the wonderful deeds. But you check your life. You are born again, but you may not be showing the wonderful deeds and the virtues of God. What are the virtues of God? Love, kindness, patience. But I realize you may not be patient much. It's because you are undergoing regeneration. The, the life of God is being communicated into your soul. And with time, your, all your soul will conform. Are you here? Haven't you noticed some time ago you weren't that kind? But with the ministry of the word, you realize that you're becoming kinder and kinder. Sometimes you didn't care about some things at all. When you, you, nigga, you don't know how to say please. Or sorry. Sorry was very expensive. But now you can say sorry very easily. God is changing you small small. Are you realizing? Uh-huh. He's changing you small small. Gradually. That's regeneration. Your, your soul is being saved. Gradually. And it will culminate in the salvation of your body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So all of that process is called regeneration. And then on the final, final day, look at Romans chapter, chapter 8. Let's read from verse 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and traveleth in pain together until now. The whole of creation groans and is in pain and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wait the redemption of our body. See, we are waiting for the redemption of our body, the changing of our body. Next verse. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man yet, why does he yet hope for? Go to verse 21. There's, there's something there in 21. Read this one to me. One to go. Have you seen it? Go to 20. Let's do it well. Vanity. Not willingly, by, by reason. It's okay. Maybe we should go up some more. So that we can. Aha. It's actually in verse 19. Okay. Let's read from verse 19. One, two, go. Of the what? This is of the Son of God. Of who? So creation is waiting for our manifestation. Not Jesus' manifestation, our manifestation. The manifestation, the full, he's talking about the regeneration of the sons of God, the complete regeneration of the sons of God, will culminate in the saving of the earth as well. Are you here? So the whole of creation is groaning. This for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God, not the son of God, the sons of God. Hallelujah. So on the day of the redemption of our body, the earth will also be redeemed. That is why a new heaven and a new earth will come. I say it. The heaven will be reborn and the earth will be reborn. All that constitutes regeneration. So if you read in Matthew chapter, let's look, let's look at Matthew chapter 19, verse 28. 
Jesus, Jesus used the term regeneration, but used in a very, very broad sense. Matthew 19, 28. And Jesus said, I verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. Have you seen it? He called it, the, he says, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. When is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? When do you think this is going to happen? What judgment is this? This is after the Bema seat. Do you think so? And Jesus said unto them, Very well I say unto you, that ye which followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. This is the judgment of the nations. Okay? Which includes the regeneration. Yes, it, so all that. So he calls that the regeneration. Hallelujah. So regeneration is very broad. Very, very broad. But it begins from the spirit of man. So regeneration started but from the spirit of man. And it will end when the earth is redeemed, is taken off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please, do you understand? Why does man need regeneration? Why do we need regeneration? Why do you think we need regeneration? Because of the fall of man. Even before the fall of man, I'll show you. But because, primarily because of the fall of man. No amount of education can change a man. No amount of education. Confucius preached self-improvement. And many people have preached self-improvement over the years. But self-improvement is like washing clay with water. Because there's no self to improve. <laughs> there's no self to improve. The Bible says, look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Eh? Jeremiah 79. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Man. You have no idea. If you leave man. Look at America. America is a civilized nation, right? They're highly educated. Who are those who are setting homosexuality now? Where? Where is it happening? America. This morning we were watching a video. Someone was preaching. Yes, you see, there's freedom uh, of expression in America. But this guy is preaching, standing by the road, preaching. Some lesbians and gays and all that came to come and take, I mean, well, they, they insulted him, did all kinds of things. As though he was doing something evil, accusing him that he was doing something evil. How is that love? How is preaching love? All those who have gone to school, they've all gone to school. In fact, they have doctors who are injecting children with hormone, hormone what? The hormone blocks to block their hormones. If you're a guy, they inject you with hormones that will block your testosterone and inject you with hormones that will increase progesterone in your system for you to become a lady. If you're a, guy, if you're a lady, how can a four-year-old boy come and say that I'm a girl and you the mother? You say that my son says he's a girl, so from now onwards we are going to make him a girl. Man, say man. Man, man is desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Have you heard of the Armenian uh, genocide? Uh, during the First World War, the Ottoman Empire, I don't know if you know Ottoman, Muslim, they are Muslims, uh, which took over Turkey. Killed two million human beings who were Christians. Two million. Do you know two million? Two million. One, two million. Killed them. They crucified them. All the ladies were crucified naked. Crucified with nails and all that through their hands. It happened in this world. And nobody said anything. Up to date, they don't want to agree that something like that happened. But where did all the two million people go? Where did they go? Over 700,000 Greeks were killed. About one million Armenians were killed. And about 300,000 Turkish people were killed. Who were Christians? They were all Christians. They killed every... It was gen, wild genocide. Man. Say man. man. You'd be surprised. No, God... Even God said that... Ah, the wickedness is too much. Look at Genesis chapter 6. God gave up on Michael. Charlie! This evil... Now, so you did. God was shocked. Genesis chapter 6, verse 6. Okay, from verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. 
wickedness. Man is desperate. Do you know? Do you understand? Desperate. That's a very serious thing. Desperately wicked. It's not just wicked. There's des- there's a desperation to it. He's eager to destroy. Yes, that's how man is, including the finest of men. The finest of men. We've had fine doctors who are serial killers. They, they were serial killers. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They were interested in cutting. They, they have done surgery so much. They have become perfect in surgery. They wanted to cut human beings every day. So someone is alive. And the guy is cutting him. He's cutting the brain off. Cutting pieces of the person off and all that. Just some three weeks ago, Kaswa, some people there, they've been kidnapping people. A lot of people have been kidnapped, including full-bodied old men and women. Women, especially, they don't kidnap men. Women. I don't know if you've you seen it on Facebook. A lot of people are missing on Facebook. I don't know if you know noticed. A lot of people are missing. She, she went out to work, she didn't come back. Plenty of people. Children and women. They found a lot of them in a, in a fridge, in a deep freezer in Kaswa. A lot of them were in a deep freezer. They have chopped them into, killed them and chopped them into pieces and kept them in a fridge. And they were feeding them to their dogs every day. Yes. Wickedness. Man is extremely wicked. Extremely wicked. Extremely. I was talking about a lady. I was telling my wife this morning about a lady who said some three guys, some three, she, she, she was white, some three black guys raped her. And they took the black guys to court judged them, and killed all the three of them. Meanwhile, she was lying. And she told the truth, truth after about 50 years. When she was old, she said, ah, she's sorry for what she did. It was a psychological problem. Yeah. Desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Des- How many of you have read this book, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? You read I read it in university here. To Kill a Mockingbird. Something similar along that line. It's not a joke. Do you read it? Do you remember? Uh, we read it. We read it. We read it in first year. Yeah, first year. Hallelujah. Man. Say man. What are some of the wickedness of man that you know? Have you heard of the Rwandan genocide? Uh-huh. One tribe decides that we are going to eliminate all the other tribes. So they butcher them. They butchered them alive. Just some few, um, it's been, I think it's been four months, early in the year. You know there's a, there's a civil war in Cameroon. How many of you, know, of you know that there's a civil war brewing seriously in Cameroon? You have to read news. You have to. Seriously, they are killing people there seriously, every, almost every day. And a, a video came out that BBC showed of two women with their children. Some of the children were they were all carrying children at their back. The soldiers let them out into the open and shot all of them, including the children. They shot them 27 times. Yeah, you can check it. With their children behind them. You can't even watch it. How can you watch something like that? You can't, you can't even watch it. Man. People rape people like fine. these are fine people like fine. They've gone to school. Education is not, it doesn't do much. Education does not do much. Man needs something higher than education. Self improvement. Ah, what's that what? Oh, fine talking. You need something great to happen. Says, and God saw the wickedness of man that the wickedness was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was. Only evil continues. There was no place for good in his thought process. No place. Like every day he's thinking about how, how he's going to do something bad. Every day. And that's how human beings are. If it's good, cry with their condition. Yeah. What they make good. You know, there's an attempt to make some things good. How can having sex with someone's bottles, anus, Be something that you want everybody to accept. And you want to teach our children to do that. I mean, I mean, why? Why do you want to teach? I mean, that's what bothers me. Why do you want to teach children to be doing that? Why? Why? Why would you want to legalize abortion? 
These are civilized people. Legalizing it. To the extent that if the ch- right now in New York, if the child is even nine months in the womb, he full human being, blown, full blown human being. And the mother says, I feel like I should take the baby out. They can take the baby out. Yeah? Full blown. They will just chop. You know, in some of the abortions, if you see some of the abortions, the baby are, the babies are running away from the scissors and all that is coming. They run away, they hold the umbilical cord lights. <laughs> hey. Man, in, his, in the highest level of his civilization, man is terrible. Man is terrible. Yeah. The most civilized people are the ones who sleep with other people's wives. You see, the other people, it is, it's called swinging. Do you, have you heard of swinger? Swinging. I was swinging, swingers' vacation, swinging, ah. exchanging wives. Hey. Oh, it's been there for a long time. It's been more than twenty years since swinging started in the world. Yeah, so I swing, I swing my wife with yours, and then you spend some time with my wife. I also spend some time with your wife, and then we come. Then we go for another couple. Let's swing. There we go, and are, it's accepted. Oh, it's accepted in America. And it's something that is discussed, spoken about, like it saved our marriage. <laughs> you can go on the net and check swinging. Are you surprised? Man. Man. Have you heard of child pornography? I've never heard child pornography or pedophilia. There are men who like only five year olds, four year olds. In the height of Rome's civilization, a wife was the third in order of preference to her husband. The first was a boy. A man likes a boy. The highest relationship was a man and a boy. The second was a man and a harlot. The third was a man and a wife. His wife. That was a third. Yeah. Highest of civilization. Rome was the most civilized place you can think about. Because civilization comes foolishness. Orgies everywhere. Do you know orgy? Yeah. They are just... Have you been to Holland before? You need to visit the place. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Sometimes if you are praying that God should take your brother and he doesn't take you, be happy. Like, you are being saved. You, you have no idea. I have a friend who went to propose to a girl and a girl was a transgender. He was actually a boy with penis that had hair and breasts. You know transgender. If you go to uh, 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 which, which which country? Which country is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it Asia? Thailand. Thailand is the number one place for transgenders. Number one. Recently, they legalized. Is it Thailand? Yes. They, one of these countries legalized gay marriages, and thousand people got married at once in one day. Yes. Check online. You'll be surprised. Tower one thousand. They married. With plenty of people there. Hey, finally, we are free. We can be what a man. 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 It is man who will tell you that you stepped on my toe. You will see. This Africa. Come, come to Africa. We are, we are in Africa. Let's come down. Then he will pick something. Gamalin 20. <laughs> the following day, when we come, the guy's stomach is swollen with veins on his stomach. Three days later, he dies because he stepped on his toes. Yeah. People can, they, you can be poisoned very easily. Poisoning is the easiest thing on earth here in this Africa. That is all. Just, just kill you, sharp. I mean, killing is nothing, rape is nothing. So regeneration, I hope you understand. Uh-huh. So man needs to be born. He needs to. He needs something. He needs to be upgraded. He needs no, not an upgrade. He needs to be changed completely. Yeah, he needs to be changed completely. Hallelujah. So it has to do with regening huh? the genes. It has to do with the basic unit of your life changing. So God starts by changing your spirit. Because there are things that are passed on to us from our parents. There are psychopaths 
that are psychopaths because their fathers were psychopaths. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, there are things that are passed on through genes. So those genes need to be, it has to be regened. There are diseases that are passed through, through parents. Oh, you don't know. Asthma can be passed. All types of sicknesses can be passed. Leukemia, all kinds. Diabetes, hypertension, all types. But through the new birth, Hallelujah. Through the new birth, our very genes are changed from the spirit to soul to body. So that we can, that is why he says, we are to manifest the deeds of God, the virtues of God. That's our life. And that's basically what regeneration has to do. Hallelujah. See, I've been regenerated. I've been regenerated. And I'll be regenerated. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.